Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life with your host Avik. This podcast is all about exploring the latest research, sharing personal stories and providing personal tips for improving our mental health and well-being. Each episodes will be joined by experts in the field of mental health as well as individuals who have experienced the transformative power of a healthy mind firsthand. Together we will dive into a range of topics from managing stress and anxiety to building resilience and cultivating happiness. So, join us on this journey to discover new ways to take care of our minds, bodies and souls and let's work together to create a healthier, happier world one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome to another enlightening episode of Healthy Mind Healthy Life the podcast that is dedicated to exploring the intricacies of holistic well-being and empowering you to lead a fulfilling life I'm your host Avik and today we have the honor of welcoming a remarkable guest who has dedicated his life to helping individuals and organizations achieve optimal performance and the resilience Joining us today is Piers, a holistic performance coach whose unique background and extensive knowledge in neuroscience, psychology, and physiology have made him a sought-after expert in his field. So, with a foundation built from his time in military special operations, Piers has honed his ability. to navigate extreme pressure make clear decisions and develop unwavering mental and physical toughness his journey towards resilience and the optimization began as a personal necessity driven by his own experiences and a deep desire to assist others on their paths to transformation after leaving the military peers embarked on a quest to rebuild his mental fitness and life delving deep into the science of mind body optimization with some of the world's top experts so through rigorous testing and application of this teachings on himself and those he worked with peers developed a coaching process that has withstood the challenges of war and beyond this process granted him freedom with his body spirit relationships and work and he now shares his wisdom and guidance with professional athletes executives leading billion dollar teams and military special operations so his profound insights have led him to realize that our education has often lacked the necessary tools or the necessary tools to thrive as humans in the modern world so as a guide he empowers individuals to help themselves and unlock their true potential ultimately enabling them to have the impact they desire so today peers will share his invaluable expertise on building resilience achieving balance and harnessing the power of mind body optimization so get ready to gain practical tools and actionable strategies to navigate the complexities of life 
and embark on your own transformative journey. So without further ado, let's dive into this insightful conversation with Piers. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Piers. Thank you. It's good to be here and thanks for the uh, the full introduction. <laughs> great, great. Yeah. So uh, like Piers, like it's, it's uh, really fascinating, like how your background combines uh, military special operations with expertise in um, neuroscience, psychology, and the physiology. So can you share how these diverse experiences have shaped your perspective on unlocking human potential and the optimization? Yeah, so it's really interesting. You know, when I was in the military, the goal was how do I create the ultimate level of performance, right? So level of performance physically, mentally, and it allowed me a place where I could really go to to essentially handle any amount of pressure that was thrown at me. Hmm. The only problem with that process was that I didn't know how to come down from these these heightened states, the kind of fight or flight, the perform in the moment. Right? There was essentially no recovery time. So what I had to learn afterwards was how do I reset my body and my mind for the long game? Right. So even though I started down the neuroscience and psychology path to create what I'll call toughness, right, the ability to handle challenges, um, it was after my military experience where I started to understand what resilience meant, which means can we bounce back from difficult situations and return to our baseline? What I noticed is when if we are stuck in a place mentally, physically, emotionally for too long, that becomes our new normal, right? So if you are somebody that is chronically stressed or has a very difficult job or is getting irritated all the time, or, you know, is finding that your energy levels are down after a while, that just becomes normal. And then we essentially become prisoners to this new normal state that we think is normal, but is not our optimal performance. So what I've done with how I teach now is how can we find what that ultimate level is for us? How can we each day get closer and closer to the life that we want to live? And that is just through making sure that we are physically, mentally, and emotionally fit, right? If you think about the word fitness, it essentially means the ability to handle any load. If we are fit, we can enjoy even difficult experiences, right? Somebody who is completely out of shape walks up a mountain and they're not having a good time. Somebody who's trained to go up those mountains, it might be enjoyable, you know, it might not be so stressful for them. So the same thing goes with the mind, with the emotions, um, you know, so I, I feel like now I've finally found this place to train ourselves in a holistic manner. And the military experience is really kind of what was this, the stepping stone of that for me. And now I know, you know, we can just, as long as we can reset our baseline and our state, and we can feel the way that we want to feel, and we can train to set specific habits that help us, um, you know, create the person we want. Yes, exactly true. So like when it also comes to resilience, uh, many of us struggle to bounce back from the adversity. So like based on your expertise, what practical strategies or the techniques can individuals incorporate into their lives to build uh, resilience and effectively navigate those tough times, what you say? 
Yeah. So I think that what we perceive as tough times, remember that it's, you know, it's subjective to the person and it's their own, what they think. So if we perceive a tough time that typically builds up a negative energy within us, right? So the key here is how can we first clear the negative energy and reset the direction that we want to go? So the way that I describe it is you have to recognize Mm -hmm. that something negative is happening. You have to reframe, which is change your story about the situation. And then we have to reattack, right? Or reposition. So first, the biggest piece is awareness, right? People can start by each day at the end of the day, reviewing the points in the day where you may have felt like you were going something through something difficult, right? Or things weren't going your way. All right. And that's a simple practice of all you have to do is, you know, write those things down and start getting, gaining awareness and understanding when they're happening and why they're happening. Then the biggest piece is what I'll call emotional constipation, which is, you know, a a funny concept, but I think works really, really well, right? It's the idea that uh, a baby, a young child has the ability or they, they allow themselves because they don't know any better to move emotion, right? If they're angry or sad, they will show it. They will really scream and yell and throw a fit. As we get into adult life, we stop doing that. And so you can imagine that that movement that the baby is having is is energy, right? And so if we don't move that energy in the same way, then it gets trapped and then it builds, right? So if you get irritated it be, and it goes unprocessed, it becomes frustration. If that goes unprocessed, it becomes anger, right? And then it becomes rage. And then you start doing things you don't want to do. So catching it early. What I teach in my program is a, a what we call mental and emotional processing. It's essentially a, a writing process that allows us to clear this emotion first. First, we clear it. We basically get it all out there on paper, right? This is difficult for some people because it brings up the negativity once again. You have to feel it all over again, right? So we bring it up. Then we try to understand the facts of the situation. We reframe our story, right? Which means everything comes with a story. Somebody said something to you, you're creating a story in your head of he or she is this or he or she is that. And this means this or that, right? But we get to choose what story we want to create, right? We call this kind of our, our chosen, our chosen story, our chosen path. Yeah. Then based on the story that you want, you create an action plan, right? Mm So, um, you know, my boss gave me a negative review, you know, he's not helping me, or maybe this isn't the right job for me. Well, we change our story, which is my boss gave me a window into seeing how I could improve that improvement's going to help my overall life, right? To improve, I would make sure that I'm hitting these targets. Okay, now you've got your chosen path. Now, how do we create an action plan? You write down an action plan to make that path true, and then we set it in motion. So I think this is this is a resilience technique that nobody's really utilizing. And there's a bunch of other ways we can do this too, right? There are, there are the physical ways to reset ourselves. You'll hear a lot about meditation, breath work, ice, sauna, fitness, which are all fantastic. They're all tools and I all and I use them all very regularly. However, I like to consider them as what I'll call the band-aid solutions, which is they they stop the bleeding so to say for a certain period of time. 
But then we have to go in and and do the inner work as well so that these negative parts of lives, our lives don't become, you know, personality traits down the line that we don't want. Exactly. Exactly true. So uh, what I also understood, like uh, balance is something uh, many of us strive to find out elusive. Uh, but how can we create a sense of balance in our lives to support our overall well-being and also tap into our true potential, what you say? Yeah. So you have to decide what that balance looks like. So if I was to take the area, you know, I, I talk to people that there's four categories. Okay. There's the body, which is the physical part of you, the spirit, which is the non-physical part of you. There's our relationships, right? So our, any, any type of relationship that we're talking about. And then there's our, our work, right? They're the things that we do professionally. Yeah. Now you could add more categories to that if you really wanted to, but the idea being that in order to feel a sense of balance, we need to be feeding each of these areas of our lives. Most people that don't feel balanced, they're just kind of blowing in the wind. They have no control over their life. Um, they're not giving themselves the permission to engage in other areas of life as well. So all you have to do is create those categories that you wish to create balance in and decide what are the metrics that are going to make me feel like this area of my life is whole. And then you just track those metrics and make things happen. If you don't feel like you have enough time for your hobbies, well, create it, figure it out. You know, this is the, this is the science project. This is what we're looking for. This is what we do within coaching. We find where we can add these things in. Right. So balance, again, is just our perception. Balance isn't a specific amount of time with your personal life, a specific amount of time within your work. Balance is really feeling like you created an intention for a certain area of life and you followed through with it. And you felt like you were able to find flow or these peak brain states in every area. Right. So it's not necessarily a, an equal pieces of the pie. I like to look at it more of, of our level of presence, right? Let's say you only have one hour of personal time at the end of the day. Now, if during that personal time, all you can think about is work, then you're never going to feel balanced. But if during that personal time, you can be completely immersed in whatever you're doing, whether it's with your family or by yourself, you will feel like that time you spent in the way that you wanted to. And that can feel like balance, even though it's a very small percentage of the day. So I hope that makes sense. I try, I try to emphasize the presence to which we're with any activity versus the actual amount of time that we're spending doing that activity. Exactly true. So from this also, uh, like as I as I can understand that you have the you have had the opportunity to work with the professional athletes and the military special operators, uh, testing your coaching process in high stress environments. So can you share some? Uh, key lessons that you have learned from the, these experiences that individuals seeking to optimize their own lives can benefit from? Yeah. You know, the the first thing I think that I just, over the time, I recognize the power of having a coach, a coach, a mentor, a friend, someone who lives outside of your own brain, right? Mm -hmm. Because we can do all this relatively effectively. And that's what I teach people to do is to become your own coach so that you can work on yourself. But to a certain degree, you always need somebody outside of you to be able to see things a little bit differently, right? It's almost like we're stuck in this own cloud and we're trying to create two different parts of our mind that can one execute and then on the other hand, analyze. 
right? So it doesn't seem like it matters whether you're a professional athlete, CEO, the president, you know, just a regular guy on the street, you know, having somebody that can help you every once in a while reflect and reframe so that you can go back into your process. One of the things that I've learned too is just the really the basic human needs are so important. It doesn't matter your level of success. Basic human needs kind of drive our performance. And there's a lot of really, really successful or high level people that when you got down to what their their issues really were, they're the same limiting beliefs that everybody else has, right? There's really not too many of them. Not good enough, not accepted, fear of failure, fear of judgment, you know, all of these things that kind of haunt us over time. So it's, I think it's interesting for people to see how similar they might be to a lot of these figures that they idolize. And maybe the only difference between them and those people is that they're using that energy in a positive direction. Whereas a lot of people use that energy in a totally different direction, right? Like there are, there are addictions on all different levels. The same limiting belief could have caused somebody to go down a path of, you know, drugs and living on the streets or to a path of an incredible level of success, both the same mental state, but the energy was directed in a different fashion. And so you get to decide which fashion that is. And I also think it's important that we are always going back and working on the things that have been with us for so long, right? Because a lot of times we don't understand our personality. Where does it come from? Well, it could have come from most likely all these things come from when you were three, four, five, six, seven years old, and then they just snowball from there. So, you know, I've learned from working with all these people that we're all really a lot more similar than we think. Wow, that's so interesting. So in today's uh, fast-paced uh, world filled with too much of distractions, finding mental clarity and uh, making the clear decisions can be a kind of challenge, which I also feel. So what are some practical techniques that individuals can adopt to enhance their mental fitness and uh, regain the focus among the chaos? Yeah. So the, the first thing is the mental processing that I mentioned before, kind of that writing journaling exercise. Now, that's not always practical because sometimes we're in the moment, right? You might be going back to back on things at work. Uh, you don't have time to sit down and think through, right? So how do we reset right in the moment, right? How does a Wall Street trader reset when things are moving pretty quickly? And so I think the most important techniques have to do with our physical body and that affecting our mind, right? So our own awareness and our own physical body. So there's a ton of techniques for nervous system regulation, things like breathing, right? Extended exhales, finding tension in your body and relaxing it. Right. Get it. You, we cannot think clearly if we're in too much of a heightened state. Right. We're too much in the sympathetic nervous system, which is fight or flight. So if we can create that relaxation and then we can create coherence between our brain waves and our heart rhythm, which is really important for feeling good and feeling clear and feeling on purpose, which we can typically do by just putting our mental attention on our heart as we breathe. Right. So you breathe nice and slow. You're putting that mental attention on your heart. That can allow us to instantly reset our state. You can also use visualization to help you with this. Right. If you are, if things are not going your way and you need to act, think, and behave and perform in a certain way, 
you can visualize times in life where you were able to feel how you want to feel. So if you're somebody that needs to that needs to feel confident, you can bring on feelings of confidence before you execute your task that was giving you trouble before. Hmm. So these are the types of techniques I, you know, I call them state changes. The biggest key takeaway here is the ability to modulate our state at any time. If we feel angry, frustrated, sad, stressed, can you bring that back down to at least a neutral point, right? Because those emotions will affect our decision-making. It also affects the way that we view the world, right? The lens that we see things through. Emotions, we basically see that in, in, in terms of memory and recall, um, which is more kind of the, the hippocampus side of the brain. It's the amygdala that is controlled by emotions that is the only pathway to get into our memory. What this means in a practical sense is that if you are frustrated, you will start to see the world based on past and future, and you'll create future events in a negative way, right? You'll think that everybody's out to get you or things aren't going your way and it becomes this negative spiral. So if we can understand that our view of the world is typically based on our memories, right? We're creating visions based on those memories. And the only way to access those memories is through emotion. Then if we can control the emotion, we can control the lens that we view the world in, right? So if you change your emotional state, if you change the state of your nervous system, you change the way that you are seeing things unfold in front of you. If you want to, if you're going up and you're giving a public speech, right? You can go down the negative path And you can think of all of the things that happened to you in the past and how that might happen in the future, or you can create a positive state in which the future is just success in however you define it. And that's a really important understanding for people to have. And most people think that our emotions are based on the external. That's only if we allow them to be based on the external. If we understand the responsibility that we have, if we understand that we get to control our emotional state to a degree then life starts to fall into place the way we want. Exactly true. So uh, mind-body optimization is intriguing. Now, could you walk us through some practical techniques uh, that individuals can incorporate into their daily routines to strengthen their mind-body connection and unlock the potential? Yeah, so there's a lot. <laughs> this this goes pretty deep. Um one of the things to be to understand is kind of our the neurotransmitters in our brain that really drive how we feel, our levels of motivation, our energy. And there's different ways to modulate these through u- using our body. And this is kind of the connection between body and mind. So engaging in some sort of physical fitness, especially early in the day, right? To oxygenate the blood, to turn on kind of all of the systems to awaken your mind, to get your body moving. You know, the blood and the lymph is static while we're sleeping, you know, activate different nerves and muscles. Other things like getting outside, viewing sunlight early in the day and close to sunset so that our the batteries in our brain, that mitochondria can understand what time of day it is and it can release specific hormones at specific times, right? And you know, a lot of people have, They talk about seasonal depression, right? People that live far north, um, you know, in the winters where there's not a lot of light, they tend to be more depressed, right? We can 
you can create that. You can use other things like blue and red light to help you with that too. If it is really dark. Um, if you want a full nervous system reset, you can use sauna and ice. I had a client the other day, basically she was having a, a full panic attack. She had so many things going on. Didn't really know how to get out of it. We'd gone through, you know, visualization and state changes, but sometimes in the moment you just need a really big shock. And she said when she got out of an ice bath, it completely changed her world around because the ice bath makes you process the emotion. You shake, you shiver, you breathe, right? She cried. It doesn't matter. It's moving all of these things that are stuck and trapped inside of us, right? So it helps reset our nervous system. Uh, the other mind-body connection piece, of course, is what we put into our body. So our nutrition um, being incredibly important. You know, one of the things I advise people to do is just find the things that you feel like you don't digest well and stay away from them, right? It's blocked energy. It's taking energy from you, right? Digestion takes a ton of energy. And so we want to find the things that digest smoothly and don't take that energy from us, that mental clarity. Um, so this physical piece goes really deep, but those are a couple of ways and, and things that people can focus on. Wow. So, um, like peers, like as a holistic performance coach, uh, we have uh, witnessed like that incredible transformations, right? So can you share a success story uh, that highlights the impact of unlocking human potential in someone's life? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, for example, I worked with a fighter, mm -hmm. um, guy who's trying to break into the UFC. Okay. And the MMA fighters thing. Say again? It's the MMA fighters you were saying? Yeah, MMA fighters. Exactly. Yeah. So a lot of his issue was he was he was very good, but he was so worried about what other people would think of him, what the coaches would think, what the other teammates would think. Imagine if he went into his sparring partners and he was afraid of hurting them. Right. This is kind of an interesting thing to come from an MMA fighter. Uh, but he had a very kind heart but it was limiting him. It was making him pull back. It was making him stiff. So we had to go back and, and change and reframe the reasons for why he was thinking this way, why he was afraid of this judgment. And we got some vulnerability. We got him to engage in vulnerability. We got him to talk to the teammates about it. And it changed his whole world because they told him, hey man, don't worry about it. This is the game that we're in. Yeah, we all think this way as well. You're not alone, right? And so he had this stiffness about him. And so we also worked on the elements of play, the elements of, of kind of dancing, of being in flow, of being creative, of getting out of the mind, right? There are times that we need to focus on what's going on in our heads and our technique. We need to be able to create a place where we can just get into flow and essentially dance, right? While he's fighting. Yes. We also worked on things like mental frames, right? Flipping a switch in your mind. So that you can become, in his case, the fighter that he wanted to be in the ring. That can be totally separate from the rest of his personality if he chooses it to. And that really helped him embody the type of fighter that he wanted to become, right? We're creating a clear vision of what we want to become. And then we're just working backwards with the steps. So, you know, he started getting comments from people. He started getting comments from his coaches. He started winning more. He was performing incredibly well all because we went back to what the root causes of a lot of these issues were. It wasn't his form. It wasn't this, it wasn't that. It was that he wasn't feeling the way that he wanted to when he stepped into the ring. And that was the key. Wow. So like 
like um so like finally before before we wrap up like uh let's talk about the future so how do you envision human optimization and the flourishing evolving and what are the steps uh, we can take as individuals and as a society as well to create an environment that embraces these principles and supports everyone in reaching uh, their full potential yeah so right now the goal is to create a training plan that people can utilize so i've created a we've created a plan right an interactive system the company is called paradigm labs and it's basically what i used to help myself mm -hmm. right so my goal is that this spreads to as many people as as humanly possible and they all understand how you can train yourself to be physically mentally and emotionally fit all right and so that's that's really the goal to be able to create something scalable um which we've done and get it to as many people as possible okay okay that's 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 a great advice i would say um yeah so thank you peers uh, for joining us on this captivating episode where uh, we explored the remarkable path to unlocking the human potential and the optimization so your insights and expertise have actually shed light uh, on practical strategies and the techniques that can empower individuals to flourish in all aspects of their lives so we hope that the ideas and the knowledge shared today inspire uh, the listeners to take steps towards their own transformation and embrace the life of flourishing so by nurturing uh, like life so this is for the listeners that by nurturing your life uh, your mind body and the spirit you can unlock the new possibilities and create a positive impact in your own life and lives like also the lives of those around you so we would like to express our gratitude to peers for his profound insights and his commitment to helping individuals and the organizations reach their highest levels of performance and the well-being so if you have enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe to healthy mind and healthy life podcast for more thought provoking discussions on various aspects of holistic well-being and also remember that prioritizing your health and happiness is an ongoing journey and one that is well worth the effort so thank you for tuning in today stay inspired stay curious and continue to unlock your unlimited potential until next time thank you so much thank you